When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Moan, what'd you order us, man? You got in line back there at that Starbucks? Uh, or what? What'd you I'm, I'm acting like you right now. I did get something this time. That's all I could think of. I was like, I'm like DK right now. That's all I can think to myself. I'm like DK right now, man. Is that okay to mock you a little bit today? Yeah, where are you? I am in Knoxville, Tennessee. I told you guys yesterday I would be traveling. Uh, baseball, my kids is always thing on the weekend. So here I am driving. I was pushing it to make it to a location. I was like, I got to go somewhere. I was like, you know what? I should go to a coffee shop because DK always does this out of a coffee shop. So, he hey, does. I might as well. But you didn't pack a bell, so I'm going to have to take care of this next part myself. You did. Oh, wow. I hadn't cut you off in a long time no. with that thing. That's why we had the bell. That's why the bell has always been good, man. It's never failed us. But once again, nothing stops the show, DK. We will forever go on. Do you hear me? As I take I a hear step you. out of my, my one indulgence I right hear now. You. The Steelers opened their rookie mini camp over on the south side. I was over there today checking that scene out. Uh, before we start getting all kinds of questions about how so-and-so looks and how so-and-so performed, it's a walkthrough that's part of an orientation. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that you can utilize to evaluate anyone other than looking at them and saying, wow, dude's big, <laughs> okay, <laughs> or, or listening to them afterward, hearing what they have to say, which is the main yeah. reason that this was, this was of interest, getting to know them, you know? You, you know what I'm most impressed with, though, this day and age in football? There's a lot of these guys come in ready-made to deal with media for the most part. They're so in tune to what social media can provide for them. They're so in tune to what life outside of football, building their brand can provide for them, that a lot of them find themselves being media savvy. And I, me personally, being on this side of it, can appreciate that a whole lot more than, uh, than guys in the past. All guys in the past ever wanted to do was just play football. Yeah, there's the, when watching, uh, I spent most of my time after this session with Broderick Jones. And there was at one point where he had recognized, there's a whole you know, group of people around him, right? And he was aware that so-and-so who was asking him a question was asking their second or third question. And there was a, 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 a woman who was not anywhere near as big as this other reporter who was kind of in the back. And you know what I'm going to say here, right? Yeah. And he motions back to her and he says, no, you're next. You're next. And I thought, okay, kid. All right, kid. 
that's somebody who's done some interviews. You know why I appreciate that? Because hmm. there, there is this stigma around the University of Georgia players. And even I have said this myself about those guys. They're super young. They can be mature because they get drafted at such a young age. For him to be that cognizant, uh, I don't even want to call it equality, fairness, that a lady has been here just as much as somebody else has. Hey, no, you. That's how you win over you guys. Honestly, let's, let's be honest, DK. That's how, and that's how you also win over the impression of like, man, I know how this works. Don't treat me like I'm just a nobody or just this young, dumb job. No, I am somebody that know how to work the room a little bit. And I, I love that you said that about him, DK. That's phenomenal, man. So yeah, he's, he, how he, did hey. he look in person? Hmm? I said, how did he look in person to you? Well, he, he's enormous. Uh, I mean, that's what I have to say. Uh, the other thing that you notice about that I noticed about him is that again, this isn't something I'm not breaking any big news here or anything. But in watching, it's football in shorts. They're literally just doing walkthroughs, okay? But football in shorts allows you to see the size discrepancies in a lot of different ways. the The build of his legs is it, it's it's yeah, but it's not just that. Like the the calves are are huge. It's it's. Um, he, you know who he reminds me of physique wise who is, is Chooks. Where you, you where you look at Chooks and you don't think here's an offensive lineman, you think here's just an athlete. Big and, athlete. And that's what yeah, that's what you see. That's what you see with Broderick Jones. Uh he was he spent a lot of time, as you can imagine, one on one with Pat Meyer. Uh, Meyer knows where his bread is buttered. He's 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 showing the other guys where the drills are, but then he spends the, the, all the time with seventy seven. Okay, yep. and he was uh, intensely involved. He was focused. I saw, you know, he doesn't. He's not one of those people that smiles a ton. Yeah. Okay. You can kind of see that in his post draft demeanor, but it really works for him on the field. He, he's, he's real here, here, instead of that, I'm just going to, here's the first 16 seconds of my interaction with him today. I'm going to share it with everybody Absolutely. here. All right. Yeah. How, how real does this feel now that you're out here a little bit more, you know, yeah. stuff, NFL stuff. Yeah, man, it feels great. You know, just being out here um, with the guys, you know, grinding, getting it in, uh, you know, I'm just ready to get it going, see what everybody got, see what I can do and, you know, make it work. And, and, you know, later on, he was asked about Nick Bosa because, you know, that's who he's going to face in all likelihood yeah. in the opener. And he had the same thing. He just went he just went like this. He said, oh, Nick Bosa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Number one. Go ahead. The, the, the demeanor of him. Even kill. Love that. Just Number, like this. You said something to a second ago with Coach Pat. You said you know where his bread is butter. You know what it's going to take to get a guy like him on the field. So he's going to make sure he's in tune to it. That also look at, it makes me look at the situation and say, Dan Moore, okay, there's a new big dog on campus now. And the fact that this kid, this young man, this young athlete, this young pro now is in the position to where he is just absorbing everything. He's taking it all in, DK. That says to me, one, I was wrong about his maturity level. Now, again, he's got to become a guy after the money, too, right? That's always that facet of being a pro. But I look at him, I kind of say, this doesn't seem too big for him. And that is the advantage, DK, of playing at a big-time university like that. And not just that, to be a national champion two years in a row. There is an advantage to that, DK. Yeah, and the poise thing you mentioned and the reporter thing. But also, you know, he he was asked about – 
the competition. You know, you're coming in and you're facing established guys, meaning, you know, meaning no one used Dan Moore's name, but it was just, you know, you're, you're coming in. He said, I'm just coming into, I'm just coming in to play football. I'm not, you know, and, and he didn't even say in regards to Bosa as if he expects to be on the field. He just right. said, he just said, you know, I'll take on every challenge but, as but, it comes. But that's how it goes, though, too, DK, is, is, is look, never outdo yourself in the words that you're going to say when you haven't done anything. And that's the thing, too. He know what a challenge of Nick Bosa is. I'm sure everybody in college that plays offensive tackle know what a premier rusher is. Why would I say or do something that's going to stoke the fire a little bit more when it's not necessary? It, again, I don't want to give him too much credit because there's so much time from him getting into Pittsburgh, from him to the first game, that's got to be figured out. he got to figure out what's what within this NFL. But the fact that he was even killed says a lot about a young guy like him. And this is the thing, Jeff turned 21 too, DK. Like he's just able to sign his own NFL contract a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, that that's basically, you know, there was, there was shots that the Steelers took of when he first arrived. Uh, not for this, but post-draft when he came in for his press mm-hmm. conference and so forth. And he met Omar Khan out in the parking lot in front yeah. of the security entrance, right? Yeah. And you see Omar's out there going like, okay, Omar, Omar's looking at his W, right? Yeah. And, 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 and Roderick's just kind of looking at him, just going, like, a little, there's a little bit of a smile. There's something there. And it's same, the same emotion was there. By the way, if you saw the scene of his couch, his yep. family, he's sitting there with his mom to his left. And she's whatever, and he's just got the same, like just a little bit of a smile on his face. There are people that are just wired like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's good if that's him too, because that says I, I can't stress enough the maturity level of a guy that's coming out that early. Uh, but but that that's Pittsburgh though. The <clears throat> the vetting process of becoming a still is a little bit different. Like they try to go after certain types. I don't want to make it seem like we're better than one organization than another, although I would say that. Uh, but you have to be a type. And the other side of this, too, is George Pickens may have, may have been able to lend him an ear to say, hey, it's a little bit different. This ain't Atlanta. This ain't Miami. Like, and I got no problem with guys enjoying themselves in the offseason. But this first year is so crucial for a young guy like him that's being put in a position to be a day one starter. DK, what, what would – like, what's the alternative to a guy like him? It's, it's too big for him? Like he's, no, he, he's, yeah, he's kinda, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying in general, like, I'd much rather see this guy that he is right now than somebody that's, that's super excited to be in this position. No, it's um, almost as if he knows he's earned it. Yeah, I mean, I can drop a name here, and, it's, and I'm not Do saying it. it in a bad way here because I really like the guy with Zach Banner. Zach came in, and Zach's, ah, and look at me, and look at me, and everything else here, and then, you know, couldn't stay on the field, couldn't get the job done. And and this kid's this this kid's the polar opposite, and you know he just he he impressed me in a lot of ways, and, yeah. and I'm not sure that I was expecting that. And, um, and I don't want to glass over this part too, or gloss over this part too, DK. You mentioned his uh, his physique, you know, like I know, and Coach Tomlin has said it, uh, Munch said it when he was there, uh, other guys around Sean Sorette when he was our offensive line coach too. And that's one thing that was slightly frustrating about Chooks. We knew Chooks physically had every everything yeah. that you wanted him to. He has speed. He got just natural power. He has vision. His hands are huge as ever. And you just needed to see that switch, that click turn on. 
Chooks has it. So for you to say that 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 Broderick Jones has that same build as him, that again tells you what they went after a type. They're trying to get big. They're trying to get stronger. They're trying to be athletic, big guys up front. And that to me is a bonus when you're looking at what this team is going to need in this 2023 season. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk more about the rookie mini camp about the about the draft class now that they're in town. You know, can take any questions that you guys have on that schedule release. Schedule release is out for anybody who's into that sort of thing. Um, I, I've got you know, you know we've we've got time. We're, we're we're able to handle whatever it is that you guys got coming in the only segment that matters. Hey, mom. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Oh, we're getting new members. We're getting them. <laughs> Moan just texted me that from wherever the hell I he did. is right now. We're getting new members on a Friday, he oh, said. Friday, man. Uh, Matthew Ball is in. Pop73 is in. Uh, to become a member, you know, don't overthink it. Just, you know, hit the join button that you see there. Uh, or... This actually is a lot more reliable because it works on all formats here is to find this link. Yeah. Copy paste this link, this URL. Uh, this will get you in and you'll be as happy as David is here right now. We're going to get this started with Kenneth Moss, who says, hey, Moan, don't be surprised if Chooks is gone next year. Moan, why don't you go back and mentor these young players like Kendrick Green? I like how he put he sticks you with the Kendrick Green assignment. How about if Moan mentors Roderick Jones instead and gets credit for being a brilliant teacher? Yeah, it's oh okay, Kenneth Moss. That is a great question. And the only reason I, I will uh, no, I will I'll entertain it more than just that. But Chook's conversation that is the real thing because it will become management of the roster and what a guy like Chook's is going to be paid on this third contract as it breaks down. It only goes up. His place to me hasn't gone down. I think there's a chance that he's more likely in Pittsburgh than not, but I can understand the logic behind it. My question is this to you. Other than a rookie, other than a high draft pick, again, on the offensive line, where's your replacement for a guy like him, especially especially if it's Kenneth, if, if they jail this year, if they mesh this year? James Daniels and Chooks become an item. That is a really good place to be at. And again, all the, the pushback I have on Chooks being gone to me is this, too. You're still working with a rookie quarterback. A rookie quarterback right there gives you so much flexibility. DK, I have to ask you, you may know more than I do as far as where this roster is, but who else is up to be paid? TJ Solid. Cam, I don't think, is going to request 25-plus million. Who else is Najee? You still have the fifth-year option. Deontay is on the borderline next year. I must, I, I'd almost say Deontay is gone before Chooks would because you know, like I know, guys, finding good offensive linemen in the NFL is a hard task to do, especially if this group comes together. Yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, your, your next guy in line has to be taken care of this summer, and that's Alex Highsmith. And, you know, otherwise, you know, you're not, 
you're right. You're not looking at a whole lot of, you know, guys standing in line uh, waiting to get paid around that same class. So if, if Chooks sets himself up uh, from a, from a, you know, long-term standpoint, if he shows that he's that guy that everybody wants uh, on right tackle, that everybody needs at right tackle, if he's the guy who works well with James Daniels, another guy that you've invested in, uh, you want to make sure that you're protecting him from from leaving in that regard. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, that's 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 where. So it it it's yes, he could theoretically get paid, or he could be. So you're 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 correct in that. My my answer, my question again goes to, and you can write in the comments can if you want to, and we'll see if we can find it. But it's this too: the guy that could potentially replace uh, replace him is probably Dan Moore. Are you willing to put Dan Moore up on the right side? <laughs> Are you willing to put him over to the right side when you don't even like him on the left and he's a primary left tackle? Like, Chooks only wanted to play right tackle because that's all he ever played. Think about that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Ian comes in and says, hey, Moan, have you ever considered becoming an offensive line coach? No, I have not. Uh, and probably because my level of dumbing down the game to teach guys I'm not into that right now. I'd much rather train guys, watch them with guys before I go about uh, being in an NFL locker room. And plus, if you guys see me now being on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm really busy with my own kids to so actually devote time to NFL schedule. And DK, you know that is very taxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Odyssey comes in and says, hey, Moan, how is Kenny affected, if at all, by having a completely new left side of this offensive line how long does it take for the quarterback to earn trust from a new lineman let alone a rookie uh not directly affected unless Kenny is getting hit the best thing he has for him is obviously a model on the left side also okay and like the old line isn't just five individuals five is one meaning if Isaac is free to go help the young rookie left tackle then he's going to be more uh, opportunity. He's going to see more opportunity to do those types of things. I think Broderick is a really good athlete. I think he's going to be fine. I will say this. I think it'll be fair for Kenny to be able to put more pressure on the OL about protecting him and giving him more time. That's one thing that Ben did a little bit with young, with our young starters. Hey, you need to hold, like, not directly, but it's a conversation. Is he going to be okay? And Ben will go talk to him. Hey, young fella, I trust you. Help me out if I'm going to help. Just give me a little bit of time. And, again, we had this long conversation yesterday, did we not, DK, about one guy helping another guy inside of the offensive line room. I don't too much worry about that. I would. I was then talking to Kenny and say, Kenny, it's, it's okay to put a little pressure on the boys up front. Ben did that a little bit in a very respectful way. So there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I'm reminded here by Robert Collins that it's three chefs time. That means that at the get-go cafe and market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Those three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for crave-ability. Stop there today on my way, by the way, to the Steelers Complex. You know the one right behind the train tracks there? I do, over there by the FBI mm-hmm. building. That's right. <laughs> or as I call it, Harbaugh Headquarters. <laughs> I just picture I just picture Harbaugh sitting up there on the fourth floor watching all your practices. You know, my, you know how many times we've had that conversation at practice also? Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. 
Yeah, Ravens headquarters. That's exactly what that is here. Yes, indeed. Casey Kester comes in as a new member. I got to tell you, Casey is a is a guy that I respect. Casey is the one who was uh, he was over uh, on Facebook with us, and he was one of like the 15, 20 people that we had over there. And when we abandoned Facebook, I thought, man, we're gonna we're gonna lose well, Casey. Casey, uh, Casey, look at Casey. He just says, you know. You guys can go over the train tracks to get go. I, I can I can go over the tracks to find. Thank you, Casey. I can I got find... a question real quick, man. Yeah, yeah. I have a question just on the fans' perspective, real quick, and I we can I'm gonna ask this, and you maybe have an answer for me, and we can get some answers from my crowd too. But one question I have is why why is the fan always ready to move on from a guy? Like if something is working fine, or Chooks hadn't been a big issue. Like, why is it always looking over the neck, oh, looking over a player's like shoulder for the next dude all the time? Like, we get that as players uh, a lot, you know, because we what? hear stuff. Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh has a problem with this, I really believe that this is a Pittsburgh issue, meaning our city. Uh, we hate when people leave. Okay, okay. that's just who we are. Uh, that goes back, I believe, to the late 70s and early 80s when we had our mass exodus with the closing of the steel industry and it was all like okay oh you stayed oh okay yeah that's cool that's cool you stayed you helped make it a better place you're part of this okay and we are constantly this people you can never sign a player to a long enough contract to satisfy people around here because it'll always be like uh, yeah, but what's going to happen in 2031 when so-and-so leaves? I'm thinking, yeah. and I ask this all the time. I say, what else in your life are you worried about that's going to happen in 2031 other than who's going to be in left field for the Pirates and who's in goal for the Penguins? It, it, it's just, it's it's crazy. That is a Pittsburgh thing. Is it because, like, the, the expectation of winning, like, it's always fun in the next thing? Because we hear stuff as players, and that's why I'm asking that question because I'm thinking, like, Luke's is barely 25. It's hard yeah, to find a season guy. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't go on for it, but I, 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 I'm seeing the answers come by right now. We have abandoned issues. <laughs> uh, the shiny new toy. I, I see that, man. And oh, I don't know. No, we, we have, where's the abandonment issues? You, uh, you, can you put that up? I, I can't on this. It's from Chandler Chase. He said we have abandonment issues. It's about eight, eight. Yes. Months, that is five. us. That is, is us. We are really? we are damaged as a people. Uh, we is if you guys hear me. By the way, anytime you guys hear me say stuff like they're the Pittsburgh Steelers or whatever, yeah. and 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 I get I get people snapping back. Well, fans are fans everywhere. Yeah, of course, absolutely wonderful. Love everybody. Okay, but I have abandonment issues. Chandler Chase down here has abandonment issues. We all do if we're here. Okay. Yeah. All we want to hear from you is that. You understand that it's about Pittsburgh and that we're still here and Pittsburgh is still a real thing and come and see us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's so that's why they're not thinking about Chooks. They're looking right over his shoulder or saying, is Chooks going to be the guy for the next 15 years? Yeah. Because we're afraid I, I, he's going to leave. I don't want you to think I have anything, a problem with it, but that's always been a thing is, is, Looking for the next guy all the time, but hey, I digress. I'm just learning this one. I thought somebody say, "What well, we can make this act act fan Friday?" So we may have to do that. DK, I need Max says, myself. Max says, "Hey, Moan, what's your favorite Le'Veon Bell story?" Actually, he asks both of us, and I have one. If you want me to buy you some time, yeah, buy me some time on that. One. All right, this is real short. 
this was after a game at Heinz Field. And I, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to remember the exact opponent. I just remember that it was a divisional game. And he got done, Lev had a, just a monster game. Okay, a zillion touches, breaking tackles, which is something he didn't get nearly enough credit for. Okay, he everyone gave him credit for when he would do that pause thing and wait for Ramon to open a big hole and then go scooting through there. <laughs> but he didn't get enough credit for what he would do once he got to the next level. Okay, yeah. and I went up to him afterward. This was total, we're totally done here. There's no interview, there's no nothing, whatever. And I just said to him, I said, Lev, I can't think of anything that I can say right now that would be more fitting than you are an AFC North running back. Yeah. And Lev could sometimes be, you know, a little bit distant or thinking about the next venture that he was going to get into a rap song. And he stopped what he was doing and he looked up and he goes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That meant something to him. That's my Lev story. My Lev story is one, the Cincinnati run. I think that is by far one of the most memorable ones ever along the sideline when they just didn't, didn't tackle him. But I'll go there with you too, DK, on that one. It was when Le'Veon had, a, a in the early stages of 2013, a little bit of that issue of running out of bounds a little bit more. When we got back from London, Coach T kind of called him out, called everybody out, really, but went at him about it. And I saw a guy flip a switch to a running out of bounds wasn't, wasn't, wasn't an option anymore. It was one of those situations where it was his duty to just punish as many guys as he possibly could. And it was fascinating to watch him have that switch. And I think it was having the mindset that running backs need to last a little bit longer in the NFL. But it was also one of those situations for me, DK, where he realized, man, let me go body these people because I am a big running back. And also, after those facts, Silver, people expect for him to let it boom and they brace, and then he shake them in their spot. Like, watching him laugh in those moments was by far some of the best, best visuals I've ever had of Le'Veon, man. Again, understated. Love the guy, man. Uh, really good player for us. And, and I'm glad he's actually winning boxing games right now, too. Wow. Yeah. I'm not That's that, I'm not that <laughs> much of an uh, adrenaline seeker, DK. Jacob comes in with a contribution of his own. And thanks to everybody who's done that today uh, for the show. And he says, hey, Moan, what's your advice to a first-timer at Heinz Field? I've been to Steelers games, but I'm going to my first game in Pittsburgh. See, that's how that goes, Jacob. This is – Steelers fans travel well. They also live here well. Come they on do. up and see us, you know. Jacob, Jacob says he can't wait. Man, uh, find whichever jersey you want. Get into the Acre Shore Stadium parking lot. Find you a tailgate. Early. Stadium early. early. I was going to just say that. Get inside of the stadium early and watch the guys go through the thing. I think there's a high appreciation for watching how guys warm up, get into the game mode, and kick off. Like, and, and the other portion of it, too, expect Renegade. Chills. Okay? Expect Renegade. And that right there – it's family in Pittsburgh. That's all I can really say. It's not what you the, – the renegade experience, by the way, for anybody who thinks that they have any clue as to what it is when they're watching on TV, no, you don't. Because it's not even – it's not even when Tommy Shaw starts singing, okay? It's the scoreboard going black. Yes. It's, yes. it's being surrounded by 68,500 people who know exactly what it means that the scoreboard just went black. Yeah. 
it's so much better. And then, of course, the big scream comes. Yeah. And then, of course, the bass off the screen. Bedlam. Oh, my gosh. Towels. And, and it's, I, it's such it, – it's a scene unlike any in sports. It, Jacob, it, it I, really is. I would love to push you to a night game. I would, but if you can only make a daytime game, go to either one. You cannot miss whatsoever. But a night game is even better. Even I love those when they when the screen goes black. Justin comes through with ten memberships today. Those will be distributed by YouTube to anybody who's wow. uh, watching. Thanks to Justin. Thanks, Justin. Uh, Matthew Baldwin comes in with a contribution of five. Those are pounds, right? Those pounds. pounds I think. Yeah, I think that's pounds. right. That's right. Yeah, me and you've been to London. We should be able to recognize a pound symbol. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Pounds. Hey, Moan, how does the team decide which side of the ball gets the player intros at home games? He said the team decides. That's why you're laughing. He said the <laughs> team. The team doesn't decide this. Who would say right now that it's not a democracy? <laughs> the team, heck, it's Coach Tomlin that decides it, man. It Listen, my guy, Marchinsky, is a phenomenal guy, man. He works inside the Steelers facility. And I remember for, for a stretch, we were just going straight defense. Like, what the heck is going on? Marchinsky, I was like, dude, do we ever not get an intro, but it's Coach Tomlin. And you're right, though. Uh, scenarios, not games. Okay, if, if the big boys had the lead up front, as far as the offensive line, it would be our night to go. It is a feel type of thing when it comes down to who's going to run out. Um, and trust me, players do kind of keep up with that. There's nothing better than running out of that. Tunnel. I remember my first time, I almost lost my mind trying to control myself running out of the time, DK. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Dark Donnie says, hey, DK, how big is Darnell Washington in the flesh? He's just a big dude. What about the knee? What about the knee? Well, I, I, he's doing a walkthrough. But yeah, I know. Uh, look, if I if I was a, a, an orthopedist or whatever it is that you call somebody who works on knees, I mean, I I say, hey, Darnell, you got a second here. Let's just do some reflex testing here on this knee. Uh, he was standing, like I said, I was with Broderick Jones. Uh, Darnell Washington was off to my left with his own pack of reporters around him. Yeah, and like you didn't have to struggle to find him in the pack. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a really large human being and you do not look at him and say to yourself reflexively oh that's a tight end you, you just don't, don't. Um, Broderick Jones by the way I'm, we were talking about his demeanor earlier in the show Broderick Jones one of the two times that he lit up during his interview one was the, the, the clip that I played for you earlier you saw just about being there and being a stealer. The other one was when he was asked about having Washington in the fold and he big smile. And he said, that's my guy. That's like my brothers. guy. And he said, there, there's a reason they call him and that he has in his Twitter bio there, the, the six blocker. Okay. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the six. Okay. Uh, he is, this is, this is now Broderick Jones talking about Darnell Washington. Yeah. He's the, he, he is a blocker. First and foremost, don't don't get misled by the highlights and the catches. He can do all that too. Mm -hmm. Is in, in his heart, he is there to knock you over. That, that's so unique, man. Number one, a college team finding a guy like that and being able to utilize him. Most college teams they want to go for a playmaking guy, especially when you see his size, right? But for him to also embrace that, like again, we got to figure out what this offense is going to be. 
I know DK's best friend, man, Matt Canada, has got to crap some stuff, okay? But with that being said, if you don't utilize that big man that absolutely enjoys blocking, I don't think tight ends versus outside linebackers is going to be an issue for him, DK. I really don't, for Darnell Washington. Marvin Wallace comes in and says, hey, DK and Ramon, uh, Jones uh, – I, I don't get this here. Yeah. Read – Jones came to you. I read Jones came to you, Mon, and wanted to work on technique and tight end position with help. If John Project Jones came to me and wanted to work on if oh man, all it takes is one letter sometimes. It does. Uh, uh, you know, all I'd be able to do is give him advice on it. Uh, like I'd much rather watch film with him because I can get the same film that he could if that would be if that was the case right there. But it would have to be one of those watch type of situations. Like, hey, let me show you what you're doing right here. That's the thing about pros. Pros have the ability to watch so much film because you don't have class. So that's where the mental side of, like, watching you get beat in practice is actually a good thing. Like, you don't want to go out there and have a flawless day of practice. That doesn't make you better. You don't learn and anything, yeah. <laughs> you don't learn anything from that. So, yeah, I would help a guy like Brock or almost anybody if it was, I'm not a tackle, but talking to Chooks about demeanor and stuff like that would be something. The same thing would go for Kevin Dotson or Kendrick Green. Like, I have no problem with lending the hand. I got a a, a, a VFL, a, a UT Vol player, Trey Smith, with the Kansas City Chiefs. He asked me to watch some film on him and, and let him know what to do on these certain players. Hey, Mo, what did I mess up? I love doing that type of stuff for guys that want to be true pros and learn about themselves from a different perspective with other guys. And I don't do it often with them, but in this rookie year, hey, Mo, um, can you help me with this right here? What should I do in this situation? Told him he did it. Ended up having a good game against the guy that I knew. I asked Broderick Jones after his, after his drills and everything today and all the time that he was spending with Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, and I said, you know, what was Coach Meyer stressing with you? He came back with two words, be physical. That was it. Is that not our answer? That's always the answer. Polly says, hey, Moan, is this the weekend that the Steelers take rookies on a tour of Pittsburgh? For example, the Strip District panel is Mount Washington. Oh, and the DKPS store downtown. Yeah, you got to make it to our place. <laughs> no, not this weekend because there's so many bodies in town. After this weekend, way too they'll have that opportunity. They'll probably get that because nowadays most rookies stay the week after everybody break from minicamp. They and, have about Broderick Jones. Two more weeks. Can, yes, Broderick Jones confirmed he's not going home after this. He's going to hang around and keep working on the south side. Uh, he's going to have more of a chance. He had, he told me he hasn't yet even met uh, Kenny and some of the other guys on the offense because they've been kind of in and out right now. Yeah. Uh, ben from New Zealand says, "Hey." Uh, DK, with us picking up a lot of press man guys at corner, does Akello Witherspoon have a better chance of making the 53 than everyone thinks? Um, I, I would start that conversation, Ben, with once you get to the lower parts of the depth chart corner, you're you're starting to look at guys who'd better be proficient at special teams. Okay. Um, no one ever talks about that when they're doing depth charts. They just no. think about what happens if the first three guys get hurt. Those no. decisions are made based on special teams, aren't they, Mo? Yes, they are, man. Uh, and this is the thing about it. Just because uh, he, he's not you know, in a starting position doesn't mean he doesn't make the team. There's value, like you said, DK, in that special teams aspect of his game. And with that being said, some guys transition into different roles. 
you have to become, hey, a, a, a special team king. Rob Golden was one of those guys. He loved that play to position. But what did he end up turning his career into? Dangerfield, right? Turn his career into a special team. And I know a lot of guys want to live that life, DK, but it pays well to be an NFL special teamer still. David says, hey, Moan, what player do you most look forward to watching this season? Easy. We're talking about rookies with Roger Dome. We're talking about the entire team. Kenny Pickett, hands down. His, his year one to year two growth, I want to see. I want to know what it looks like. I want to know how he feels. Like, it's been cool watching him in the, uh, in, in the offseason, you know, look like he's having a good time. But I want to see the pro version of him come out on that field with a big leap into this second year. That's all, honestly, I really care about. Because the O-line has finally get there. His decision-making and ability to open up the offense is what I really want to see. Sticky B says, hey, Moan, when is this Ramon Foster show tailgate party? What was the Titans date again? It's uh, Thursday, September. It's, it's week nine, if I'm not mistaken, DK. Uh, that's where we will be at, man. I'll be up there. That is November 2nd. I'll be up on the first of all things go well, DK. Should be a good time. Joe Arroyo violates rule number one of asking questions about a casual walkthrough and orientation camp by asking if anyone stood out to me. So I'm actually going to give him an answer to this. Anyway, Corey Trice is a large cornerback. I know there's people who are really, really into this draft who will make their way down to the seventh rounders. Uh, Trice is not an accident. I was having a conversation with someone today uh, who knows him very, very well. Yeah, yeah. And who said that their, their belief is that he is – they don't understand why he fell. You would think maybe he's a taller guy. He's he's lacking some athleticism. Go look at his speed numbers. None okay. of that. No, no, he's six three corner. Come on, man, that's cheating. I know it. It really is. And and look, if they, it's, it's, the draft is weird. It comes down at a certain point that people just go after what they need, you know, or just start picking best available. How he slipped that far with his size and measurables and everything else, DK. Lucky for us is all I have to say. I look at this seven-round draft pick as he is, as I'll, I won't call him a roster lock, but it'd be kind of foolish to let a guy like that go in the first year until you see all things that he can do. Yeah, the term measurables that you used is just perfect. I mean, you see Mark Lancaster points out here, people are sleeping on him, 4.47 speed, and he's 6'3". You can't coach either of those things. No. Okay? No. You can have the world's greatest instructor, and you're not going to be able to say, hey, kid, show up tomorrow at 6'3", and make sure you can run a 4.47. Got it, coach. I'll get right on that. I'm hoping he get it together, man. That would be phenomenal, DK, if we got a guy like that. Yeah, and here, I mean, you know, Ben points out here that, you know, he had knee knee issues at Purdue, and, and that does scare people. We've seen how it affected you know, Darnell Washington's stock here, but again, yeah. you know, they have ways to scope needs. But, the, but, but, but what they have, DK, they have grace. We're having guys that can play the safety position and not have to rush a guy like that. And the, the NFL has become more of a microwave society a little bit too. Like, I think you need you right now. Pittsburgh does develop a whole lot better than most other organizations when it comes down to that type of stuff. Look at the free agent history. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the mm-hmm. six-round wide receiver history. Look at the third round, fourth round wide receiver history in Pittsburgh or the offensive lineman. Like, how did you guys find that guy? Pittsburgh has a better chance than most folks at developing 
after they get guys healthy into the NFL system. John Pell comes in with a contribution and a question. Says if Kenny throws twenty-seven to six, I would really happy be happy about. Hmm. I gave this one a shot. Throws, You're yeah. usually good at figuring these out that have a typo if or something. Kenny throws twenty-seven. Oh, twenty-seven touchdowns, interceptions. Oh, to touchdown yeah. to interception ratio. Yeah, okay, to six. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Be a little happy. Oh, I'm really high. If he keeps it up to ten, I think it's really good. I'm, I'm with you on that one, John Pell. Plus 20 touchdowns. God, if that's going to lie with what we saw last year, man, as far as offensive flexibility. I would absolutely love that. 27 touchdowns, six interceptions. That is a recipe for a lot of winning because if he's scoring that many through the air, that means Deion gets into the end zone. That means George Pickens is busy. And just the idea that he has developed his arm and condition as far as throwing NFL open. Yeah, I, I... The, the head coach would like the six number even more than the 27. I know that. Oh but gosh. as Blake points out, these numbers are really like, you know, I, I don't see this team running up a whole bunch of passing touchdowns. You don't? I think as they get closer, the one thing we have seen, and there aren't a lot of good things you can say about Matt Canada, but once you get inside the 10, he has run some pretty neat plays. Okay, I don't know if that's the only place on the field where he feels comfortable using his imagination, but when they get down there, they do some different things with some of that misdirection, and uh, it for whatever reason they they do pretty well converting down there. You, you make him seem like uh, Coach Klein from the Waterboy, man. <laughs> <laughs> with, his, with his playbook, he hugs with, with puppies in it. Oh boy, we're gonna take just a couple more today so that Moan can get back uh, get back on the road here. Uh, Ron says, um, Kenny threw, threw one pick in the last five games. Kenny has it. People know. Listen to Kurt Warner. What's Kurt Warner have to do with this? Yeah, um, my, my thing is this. Kenny ability to not have turnovers in the last five games. He also was on the backs of the run game establishing itself, too. It's a whole lot easier to throw. You have guys passing up, and you can get them open because the run game is really making them be challenged 100%. Yeah, we've had uh, we're up to 315 members now. Uh, thanks to everybody for the Thank support you, in this regard. We were talking about it, Ramon and I, after the show yesterday, just about how amazing it is. You know that we're, you know, we get this kind of support on here. It it it's uh, believe me, it is not uh, unacknowledged or unappreciated to say yeah, the least here. Chandler Chase comes in. This is a this is a good one here. What kind of a cornerback versus wide receiver will they be utilizing in camp this year? Number one to me, George Pickens and Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. That to me says a whole lot. Like you still got a young, fiery wide receiver like George Pickens. And he loves that Joey stuff. Too. He, he, he'll line him up. He, <laughs> he the head coach. He yeah. finds, he seeks out oh, yeah. matchups like that. Remember, who is it that he had on A B? Uh, Artie, Artie Burns. Oh yeah, because he Artie just wanted Burns. to. He wanted to let Artie know if you can do this, yeah. you can do anything. And, oh and my he, gosh! And and he couldn't do that, but it was it was still a great idea. I thought. But but this to me, I, I think we'll. I hope. Okay, this is just me, and I've, I've said this. I hope we see a little bit of Joey Porter come out of Junior. Okay, with him lining up on George Pickens. Because the one thing about George Pickens is this. He is going to be physical with the big cornerback like Joey Porter Jr. Where is that level of intensity? And to me, it also says this also. 
how can Joey Porter Jr. control it? Because as it stands right now, George is a little bit more savvy of anything that Joey Porter Jr. can imagine right now. With that being said, that is the ultimate test for a young guy. Young, young, how, how, what, what more do you want in a situation like that? And don't let George Pickens hit him with that sneaky bull rush that he had and put him on his back. DK, you've got to <laughs> report that. You have to report that if it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find a way. You know, we're not allowed to report on stuff that we see, but you can you can find a way to like stick it in italics and invisible ink at the end of the column or something. <laughs> Give me the nod and wink then. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Tony Rodriguez wants to know who's going to be in the first fight to happen this year. Well, it won't happen at rookie mini camp. I can tell you that. First fight. It's so easy to point Cam out. Yeah, Cam. Uh, Cam and somebody. <laughs> I would say Broderick, but he won't really rush off him. Is Alex Highsmith a high head like that? Because him and Broderick could be very dicey. Well, one thing that Broderick's going to see, and this actually came up with him as well today, it, it, he is going to see T.J. Watt. He is going to see Alex Highsmith, probably more Highsmith than anything, depending yeah. on how they – because of this, the side that he's on. Um, he's – He's going to face tests. You're not one thing yeah. about facing the Steelers' edge rushers is you don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to face somebody better down the road. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? no. But as it is, he's got Bosa in the opener, and he'll have Miles Garrett in the second game. Ooh, you want to talk about getting it in, DK? Like goodness gracious, the only other person I can see getting into a fight would be Keanu Ben and Mason Cole. That uh, that matchup right there. I can see Keanu Ben and Mason Cole. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Nick and Nate, I love to see that one. Yeah, that's that one's definitely not gonna happen. All right, guys. Well, listen, we appreciate uh, again, we appreciate all the support, everybody uh, reaching out, uh, and everything. It's been a really fun week uh, on the show to say the least. It has. It has. And Monday you said there's something special going on too. There is. Um, aren't we hitting a milestone again? Very oh, soon? yes, we are. And by the way, if you check your emojis, you can tell where my brain's been all over the place. Uh, Look what she's got. Body. Look what she's got up there in the corner. Look at that. It's going to be episode 300 on Monday. Uh, we are yep. excited about this. Uh, look at all that. I'm like, everybody's yelling at me now. 300, 300, 300. 300. <laughs> the, the remojis are up right now, too. Everybody's putting the 300 up, man. We are yeah. that close to 300 reps, man. God. So that's also oh, yeah. what you, that's what you get also for being a member is you can put up 300 emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are flooded and I love it, man. Uh, Ramon, yeah, no, seri- in all seriousness, we can get, we can save Monday for all the sappiness and everything. Yeah, yeah, 300 episodes, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at the 300 flashing up top right there. (laughs) I will say this. It's Mother's Day weekend. Ladies, gents, uh, aunties, uncles that uh, give it to your sister, whatever. Enjoy them. Go see them. Cook for them. Send them flowers, chocolate-covered strawberries, whatever you want to do. To all our female uh, members out here, happy Mother's Day. The ones without... Hey, I'm with you. DK is with you. Be understand. Love your wives just the same. Before we get to the closing theme, for anybody who missed it earlier, I'm going to play the 16-second cut again here of uh, of Broderick Jones, and, and then, then we'll have the closing theme. Thanks again, everybody.
Thank you, Bill. How, how real does this feel now that you're out here? A little bit more, you know? Steelers yeah. stuff, NFL stuff? Yeah, man, it feels great, you know, just being out here um, with the guys, you know, grinding, getting it in. Uh, you know, I'm just ready to get it going, see what everybody got, see what I can do, and, you know, make it work. There's only so much of a fool you can make of yourself in a restaurant. I'm sitting there thinking, what's he going to do? <laughs> I, got it. I got this today. That's all I got. Man. That's all I got, DK. Y'all have a good weekend, man. See everybody Monday. Bye-bye. <laughs>